It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, we have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hi, John. What's going on, man? Uh, I uh, Memorial Day weekend did the full width and breadth north to south of uh, Wisconsin, and uh, as, as, as you know, I, uh, the listeners might not know, I suffer from allergies, so... And we have three distinct climate zones in Wisconsin. We have the Missouri Valley climate in the south, which kind of leads into the oak savannas around um, Madison area. And then there's the mid-state uh, forest and then up north of the pine tree forest. And so I've been sucking in all their pollen. And um, yeah, my uh, I, I have enough antihistamines in me to make it through the show tonight, but I'm going to go to sleep directly afterwards. So right. it's going to be great. Yeah, no, I get that too. And uh <laughs> Stephen's point is the uh, gateway to the pinery is because this is where all the pine starts up. And uh, mm-hmm. this is a uh, paper mill country. I mean, kind yes. of much less so than it used to be, unfortunately. Right. Unfortunately, for but, the people but, who are but I'm here. sure the city doesn't smell nearly as bad as it used to. True. Just less yeah. people working. But um, either way, let's move on to something better than better. that. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Welcome in. Uh, we're glad to have everybody with us again for another week. It's been an interesting week. There's, we are we are in the abyss at this point, and uh, just trying to get through it. So w- the first thing I have to do is apologize. Um, I completely there's I can compartmentalize things very well, which is both a blessing and a curse, because I have compartmentalized this part of my brain, which was like, here we got to do this, we got to do this and this. All right, good. And we had a lot set up. We were going to bring in friend of the show pete and we were gonna do bucks season wrap up and everything and then i forgot that i was at a conference the entire week and i was presenting early tuesday morning um so that's all on me um and i have to apologize to the listeners and to pete and to aaron and everybody because uh i blew that one uh horribly but yeah but not but not so much too but like uh other, the other thing is that uh me and pete you know once upon a time we had the show that was lost forever that no one will ever hear <laughs> the greatest but, show uh, ever the greatest show ever that never happened <laughs> and um we couldn't get anything together um just be the way our schedules uh lined up uh friend of the show pete had to take off for north carolina um early thursday so wednesday was out tuesday by the time i because monday night we you you know you told you said you we couldn't do it and then on tuesday i was yeah. like I-, I can't do it either and then wednesday and it was just like all right well i guess this week's lost you know and i guess i could have gone on and done an aaron solo or something like that but nobody wants to hear that because i yeah no i want to hear that. that that sounds amazing <laughs> yeah. i did one aaron solo look back it's about three years old it was uh <laughs> it was a ride um but uh no it, was, it, it happens and you know uh friend of the show pete's still on vacation he took vacation so i guess we'll have to try and work it out that we do some you know let's do it after the finals you know yeah. we can still talk about the season it's uh, you know it hurt quite a bit and you know the way things are the way things it, it might be easier to do a requiem to a season after we see what shakes out after the finals anyways because yeah. maybe we'll somewhat argue that we got robbed of the uh warriors bucks finals that everyone wanted to see so could be yeah 
Yeah, no, that 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 works, and that's kind of how we'll have to to address that at least coming and forward. And it's the abyss. But, I mean, we can we can make things happen as it goes. I mean, it's, well, yeah. Well, let's start off by even... just saying that as much as you know, we have time now to talk about things in the opening. Um, the only blessing is that now I have so much more time to watch the NHL playoffs, which are the best playoffs in sports. <laughs> don't give me the World Cup. Don't give me any of this. It's the most exciting one to watch. It just is. Playoff hockey is a- crazy. A- ask me how many games I've, how many minutes of any game I've watched so far. How many, Aaron? I watched a couple of the wild games, so it's not zero. Shoot, I'm gonna. That's. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a couple of weeks ago. So, oh, we got to talk about sports books later, John. Uh, <laughs> we can get just into a, that. Just a disappointment on Sunday night going to a live sports book. By the way. Oh, you want to know a fun thing? Oh, yeah, because you were in Turtle Lake. Yeah, um, I was in Turtle Lake. Yeah. If you it's were looking at sports book you know, to yeah. give you a little taste of how things are going in the Western Conference Finals for hockey, right now, about halfway through the third period, the over under. In Avalanche versus uh, Oilers was seven, seven goals no. over under. What do you do? You think? What would you have picked? Would you have gone over? I, 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 no, that's a big number for hockey. Yeah, the Avalanche have seven goals right now by themselves. It I think. Seven I think. I think, reg, I think regular season the over under you, you're going to find a line right around four, six and a half every game. It's six. Is that and what half. it is every game? Six and a half every game. Yeah, okay, I figure either way. Four, two, four, three. Is kind of yeah, an average kind of point. Yeah. So yeah, but six way, and a half. But they always talk about that on the power trip is that it's the most boring sport to bet from like uh, Ooh, a points no. line because it's the same every. It, it's over unders. Over under on hockey is hard to bet because they're always you don't the know. same. Like yeah, it's it, it, so every game is six points. Yeah. So for everybody who so. doesn't bet hockey, because I've I've been watching the hockey stuff and following all the betting lines, but basically every hockey game is goal and a half for whoever's favored. Do they win yep. by a goal and a half? And that's it's fair because you're like, if they're up by a goal, someone's going to pull a goalie late, and do they get to two or not? I mean, right. that's kind of where you go. Uh, and the other one is every goal is six and a half is an over-under, unless every now and then they'll say, this game's kind of low, we'll go five and a half or five. And sometimes yeah. you're like, wow, that's a bet. That's a number to bet on because... Well, that's that's what they're talking about is that once in a while you'll find that game that where they're going to like... Especially when they make the number low. Like if they make the number high... It's, you can almost always crush the under in hockey. Is yeah, what they say. I don't bet hockey, but that's but what they were saying about like hitting the hit the points hitting the points line. So and, yeah, where the money yeah. is 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 you want to find because those are always the over unders. Mm-hmm. Um, where you make the points is they they change up. Uh, what is the you know the plus you know like plus one hundreds, all that mm-hmm. you know the actual underneath score thing. So I don't remember what that right. was, but to say like. Over under is always six and a half, and I say okay. But if you think if you pick the under, it's a you know plus one hundred eight. If you pick the the over, it's going to be a minus one twelve because we think they're going to go over. So mm-hmm. we want you to not do that, right? So yeah, it's that's that's how they change it up, and that's how they still make money off of all. This, of this is going to slowly evolve into a gambling show, John. I can <laughs> I, I know it. You're you're way too into it, and I'm fighting the urge, but it, I'm. I'm going to give in at some point here. Best pick of the day, and now I'm way too late to tell anybody about it, but um, the uh, Rafael Nadal was getting a plus 180 at the French Open today, meaning they thought he was going to lose so badly, they'll give you almost double your money back. You can bet 100 and make 180 on top of it. You'll get your 100 back plus 180. Well, (laughs) what is that? That was great. I mean, he beat Djokovic, so you're like, well, Djokovic is the one seed, Mm -hmm. but he, he crushed him. It was it was a six four six. Yeah, I seven. mean, why would you not? I mean, why would you not bet Nadal? Leave <laughs> right at the French. It's just wow. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have to get that sport. Remind me to bring up bring up that thing about Nadal when we get to the sports book part because okay. I was 
massively. Now we've got a last massively. call to get to. But yeah, yeah. NHL we playoffs have been fantastic. Um, the most likely outcome seems to be Avalanche getting through the Oilers and Avalanche. It's going to be an incredible series. It's going to be like 1980s hockey. Right? It's going to be goal scoring. And, you know, the Oilers are good. Um, that, the, the Oilers have the best player on planet Earth, and it's not even close. That dude's right. ridiculous. They have McDavid. the best oh single God. lines. They have the best single line in hockey. The yeah. uh, Connor McDavid and uh, Drysidel yeah. and Kane, which, mm-hmm. by the way, also makes me very happy watching a, you know, a black man playing hockey. I mean, he's not African American because he's Canadian, but he's. Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch that. Like that's also the best analyst on um, ESPN and the other places right now is Anson Carter, former Boston Bruin, guy I loved watching in the, the 90s and early 2000s. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love that because I like seeing hockey expand because it's just a great game. Making it something where it's like, I want to see it look like the people around the country uh, more mm-hmm. and more because it's such a great game to watch and so mm-hmm. much fun to play. So, so yeah. I- Okay, so sorry. Uh, do the Twitter things, and we'll talk about hockey in a second here, because I was going to ask more about <laughs> hockey, but this is still the open. Yeah, so. we're doing great. Um, yeah, to break it up a little bit here, you can follow the show on Twitter. We have Twitter. Twitter exists. If you have Twitter, oh, you can be on Twitter oh, with yeah. us, and then you and us can do Twitter together. And Does Elon Musk know that? He should buy it. He should. <laughs> he should follow us is what I was going to say, and you stop. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, they but um, so... The show itself is a Twitter feed, which is at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and also Aaron. Where do they find you? You can find me at Cheddar Talk, John at Cheddar Talk. And fun fact about Twitter: here's one that's going to blow your mind, John. Yeah, yeah. You can find it on you can find it on things that I've commented on recently. Jeez. Um, at KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken, mm. the official mm-hmm. Twitter of KFC. Yeah. Do you know what's special about their uh, their Twitter handle? They only follow eleven people. They only follow 11 people, five of which are the Spice Girls, yep. and six of which are guys named Herb, Herb, <laughs> including Herb Waters, who played for the Packers for a short stint. Nice. And yep. so that's right. Five Spice Girls, six guys named Herb, 11 Herbs and Spices. Yep. And when uh, somebody finally figured that out and called out KFC on it, they sent him a portrait of himself. Not one of the people, not one of those 11 people, but some random person on Twitter figured that out. Yeah called him out on it and they sent him a a watercolor portrait of him writing Colonel Sanders piggyback yeah. with a drumstick in his hand it's, in a mount with mountains behind him. It is kind of an amazing painting. It's, it's so it, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So Eleven herbs and spices. Yep. This is what we've been reduced to. Um <laughs> that is this is that is Wisconsin. funny. Like everyone I brought that up to even including my dad, he's like Oh, that's 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 funny. It's clever. <laughs> it is very clever. I don't like people who get upset at like uh like Wendy's or you know KFC for having weird Twitter feeds. Like, go and do it. That's great. The Wendy's Twitter feed oh. is hilarious. It's amazing. Oh, quick quick trip. Quick trip's got a great oh, Twitter yes. feed too. Quick trip's oh, is the best. Quick, quick trip's the best. Especially with their passive aggressive Quick Trip with a K. <laughs> yeah, quick trip quick trip with a K from Wisconsin, based in Lacrosse. Um and owned by the Zigglers and and Quick Trip from Wisconsin KT uh, and their passive aggressive hate relationship with Quick Trip QT <laughs> and I, I QT doesn't like the 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 rivalry but Quick Trip is definitely uh, it, it's funny it's really really they're funny. really like, fun. they take shots at each other all the time oh yeah so but uh... Quick Trip from Wisconsin and Culver's 
have a love love relationship oh absolutely yeah yes um yes okay did you have anything else about hockey before we move on into the actual show i guess oh i i was just gonna say i was gonna say the lightning are gonna win it aren't they it feels that way. That's the dark horse pick. The favorite is still the Avalanche. Um, they they are, but I mean, so stacked. The, the Panthers were before that too, and it's like no Avalanche were still the no, favorite the before were. the Panthers got knocked out. Right. Panthers won the President's Trophy, which is a curse. Right. Good point. But I mean, it's like it. It almost feels like it's that team that almost like the Golden State Warriors, not this go round, but the last go round, or the Yankees back in the nineties. Like it's just like. At some point, they're just going to turn it on or like any of the Cardinals teams that had any Molinas on it or anything like that, too. It's just like out of nowhere. It's just like just that a massive amount of playoff experience. They've been there. They know that like you kind of get that feeling. And it's just like because everyone's like, ah, Tampa, as the playoffs have gone along now, it's like, well, holy smokes, it's Tampa. Like you can't just count them out like they're the they're the old dogs. You know, they're you're going to have to beat them. You're, I think it's going to have to go through Tampa. I really do. And yeah. while the Avalanche might be the best team, I think that Tampa's going to be the one you're going to have to knock them out because they're not going to just lay down. So, I mean, it was almost like that with the Bucks this year in the playoffs. If they wouldn't have lost Middleton, it would have been the same way. It would have been a dog yeah. fight the whole way down. And Giannis almost passed out at the end of <laughs> game seven because he was mm. so worn out. Because it was that way, and you feel you kind of feel that way with the lightning too. Like, well, we're not just going to let you beat us. No. Like, yeah. we're really good, and you've done nothing, and we're back to back champs. So, let's let's repeat this thing. So, and the Stanley Cup is the greatest trophy in all of sports. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's gigantic. People lift over their heads with two hands, and it's just yeah, it's it, it just is the best trophy. The one that mm. always bothers me is the World Cup of soccer because there's World Cup of of downhill skiing there's the world cup of any number of things so when you there's say the world the cup world of cup, horseshoes man there's the world cup of everything like everything world has a world cup so when you say the world cup there's a number a of football them. um yet i guess but the worst part <laughs> they is just have, they, they just have the super bowl the world cup of soccer the trophy is not a cup yeah it's just the world trophy so it makes me angry it should be a cup if you're going to call it a cup make it a cup Stanley Cup is a cup, and it's glorious. Also, hockey has the greatest collection of trophies for their award show, including the Lady Bing, which is the greatest trophy just because it's massively ridiculous. Um, It is a trophy for the hockey player who exemplifies gentlemanship, and uh, and basically it was a, a woman who wanted to give an award to her favorite hockey player, mm-hmm. and she was a lady. And she said, can I just make an award and give it to someone? And they said, yeah, sure, why not? And so she She's did. She's a lady. And she uh, yeah. <laughs> gave it to her favorite, like personally delivered it to him the first time. And it's named after her. And they still give out an award for the most gentlemanly player in hockey. What a fantastic thing. <laughs> so Here's great. Chivalry is not dead, and it's rewarded in the NHL. Yeah, most yeah. goals in a season is the Rocket Richard trophy for Maurice Rocket Richard. I mean, like, so many great NHL trophies, and they all have names. Uh, Vezina trophy, the, I mean, just the Calder Cup and all these things. It's so great. It was great. Like, each of the um, conferences has the Prince of Wales trophy and the Campbell Cup because they used to be the, the Prince of Wales Conference and the Campbell Conference. Right. Yeah. All right. We got it. We got to go someplace. We're still in the open. We I, are. I mean, do you want to talk Brewers? There's no Bucks to talk about. Not really. I mean, it's just we talking about Brewers, and we'll come back to this. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just trying to take a look at these trophies. There's the, uh, well, obviously the Stanley Cup. There's the Prince of Wales. I'm just looking up all the different ones. Campbell Cup. President's Trophy, like we mentioned before, that's the one for uh, most wins, best record. Uh, the O'Brien Trophy. Oops, that's having a hard time. That's, that's the, the best kicker in college playoff football. champion. Oof, geez. Yeah, look at these. <laughs> right. Oh, so many <laughs> is, great. Is trophies. the O'Brien is the is that the kicker or the wide receiver? The O'Brien. Anyways, the yeah. Hart Memorial Trophy, Most Valuable Player, the Lady Bing Trophy, Player with Outstanding Sportsmanship and Gentlemanly Conduct, combined with a high standard of playing ability. Vesna for Goaltender, Calder uh, Trophy for Rookie of the Year, Art Ross Trophy, uh, League Leader in Total Points, James Norris for Best Defense, Con Smythe, Most um, Valuable Player in the Playoffs. The Bill Masterson Trophy. Uh-huh. I love this. Awarded to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. How is that different than several of these other ones? The Ted Lindsay, outstanding player selected by members of the NHL Players Association. Jack Adams for Coach of the Year, Selkie Trophy, uh, best exec, uh, in, or best excels in defensive aspects of the game. Yeah, William Jennings for goaltenders. How, how long before we come up with the Wayne Gretzky award? I don't know like, how many other things are left. I mean, like, see, what are you going to name? I, it? I was talking about. I was talking to Holly about uh, some other things too. Like, uh, we were t- oh, God, what we were talking. About, we were driving back. We drove back today from Northern Wisconsin, and I was talking about like, oh, like she was talking about. Oh, we went across the Buffalo River right down by Black River Falls. There, it's between Hickston oh, yeah, yeah. and Black River Falls. And she goes, oh, "Why is it called?" The-? She's like, "God, you know how long ago were Buffalo here?" And I'm like, "Like 1800s. 1800s. Like it's been a long time." She's like. Well, at what point do we rename things for like what they're more currently called? You know, so like, you know, and, and don't this is this this will get me hung. No, I shouldn't say that. That's really bad. Hanged. Uh this 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 will get me beat in Wisconsin for mentioning this. But like, you know, like the Vince Lombardi trophy. Yeah, he won the first two, but it's like at one it, it do is it always gonna be the Vince Lombardi trophy? Yep. Like what 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 are we gonna give to Bilichek? Nothing. Like what do we get? <laughs> but I mean the man I he's he won six super bowls as a as a head coach like are we never going to name an award after him or are we just going to name it after people who've always been around forever like i think it's agreed that wayne gretzky is the greatest hockey player of all time but it's like well we can't rename any of these awards because they're named after people back in the 20s 30s and 40s who established the sport it's like 50s so great so gretzky just doesn't get an award named after him even though he's the best player ever nope like he's too late you should have thought Too about late. that before so, he was born so late. Yeah, exactly. His grandpa should have been on it. <laughs> but I mean, that's the true thing. It's like, I, I know that it's, it's all buried in myth and legend and blah, 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 whatever. It's like, yeah, so is baseball. And, you know, they're they not named after anything after anybody, though. Uh, you could they don't name any awards after anybody. College football has a lot of those, too. And it doesn't much matter, like Blitnikoff Award, the Davy O'Brien Trophy. The, you know what I mean? Right. Like, they're cool. Which I just asked you, what is that? The wide receiver kicker? I forgot. Davy O'Brien's a quarterback. Quarterback. Okay, that's yeah, right. Okay, sorry. yeah, yeah. Because you said O'Brien about... with hockey. Oh yeah. You, know, you said O'Brien with hockey, and I, I said, was very oh, confused for a part. second. What you were talking about for a second? I was like, what? Who's the O'Brien? I don't know NHL awards. Awesome. I only know I only know college awards from playing NCAA football. Right. The yeah. Remington Trophy. <laughs> I mean, all right, everybody. The, the most... But that's yeah. about all we can handle. I think at this point, we've gone long enough. Let's break into something that we like to call our main event. Oh, really? Okay. Starting things off with the main event. 
All right. So main event, I guess we will we will talk Brewers, um, sure. which is the biggest thing I guess going on for the most part. And right now they're down seven to six to the Cubs, but um, they just had mm. the. I mean, we haven't talked in two weeks. The Brewers have continued to look pretty good. The pitching's been nice. Lauer mm. had his first kind of bump start of the year uh, the other week, but he came back and looked great uh, the last time he played. Uh, even the one that I guess most impresses me over the last two weeks is the double header, uh, beating the Cubs both times. I mean, right, it's the Cubs. I mean, they're bad mm-hmm. this year. They they are bad, they look bad, and they should feel bad. You know, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> You are bad, and you should feel bad from Futurama. <laughs> um, yes, but uh, they started. I actually got the re- I got the reference right away. Not, I don't no, know not how, everybody but, will, but I know you yeah. will catch it. Yeah. But I mean, like the Brewers started small. I don't mean like they started looking like tiny. They started, you know, small. He got his first start uh, in major leagues. Um. Looked okay. I mean, he's a rookie getting his very first start. I mean, doing against the Cubs is one thing, but it, they end up pulling that one out and winning it. Just a crazy game in the first part of the doubleheader. Coming back, uh, they got themselves. This is what the Brewers love doing. This is what we were talking about right before we came on air too. Is right. and and by on air, I mean recording this into computers and then sending it through the internet, which is not over yes. the air. It is through wires, a series yes. of tubes. Uh, as, as one of our presidents once told us. Um, but, I mean, basically, the, it's just they they got to have that the good one there. They get ahead of the team, and they get, they finish feeling good. They'll get a three-run home run from Tyrone Taylor every time for some reason. And then they're like, you know what? Winning by three is no fun. Can we give up two runs immediately? And they just, right. boom. I mean, today they gave up four, which was not what they were trying to do. They wanted to give right. up two. And then they did it twice, so they ended up giving up four in the sixth inning tonight. Let's play two. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, like, and then they followed that up with starting Ashby, who looked great. Um, they, I was very scared uh, going. He pitched six just tremendous innings. He had ten strikeouts. He goes into the seventh, single, single, and then a bunt single to load the bases to start the inning. There's nobody out, and they bring in good old box of burgers himself. And he gets the uh, strikeout and a ground into double play to get nothing. The Cubs have bases loaded and no outs, and they get nothing. That That's amazing. Like, that can't happen. That's not a thing. <laughs> how often does that happen in sports? Where, you know, just, I mean, obviously just baseball. How often can that really happen in baseball where you get the bases loaded with no outs and end up with nothing? And then they lose three to one. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm a, so I'm, I'm, I'm a lifelong Brewers fan. John, I've seen it a lot. I've seen it more than I care to talk about. By the hometown nine. But you feel like if the Brewers had bases loaded and nobody out, you'd still feel like somebody's just going to lift a ball, right? One of these first two batters could lift a ball. No, not after last year. No. (laughs) (laughs) I assume assume that if there's there's bases loaded and nobody out, that the Brewers are going to score zero runs. They're they're better off with a man on second and two out. (laughs) They were, then they might set a rally. With last two outs, year, they were one of the worst hitting teams with um, men in scoring Played, positions scoring for quite a while. It, wasn't, it was terrible. It was yeah, absolutely really horrible. Bad. I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you, you say that, and I'm like, no, no, John. I'm a Brewers <laughs> fan. I've seen it with my own eyes and listened to it with my own ears. I've been, as you as Euchre yet again goes, and there's the beer popping and going, Brewers <laughs> leave three on base. 
Jeez. That'll bring us to the bottom of the seventh inning. Brewers <laughs> still behind 3-0 on the Brewers Radio Network. <laughs> just gets worse as it goes. Like, a major yeah, exactly. league, like the drink starts off very fancy, but the year he's just passing out. Um, looking though at the pitching, Brewers, Brewers loaded twice. Brewers loaded the base twice in that inning and scored zero runs. <laughs> Brewers have a team whip of one point one nine, which is good enough for tenth. Actually, tied for eighth because the the Brewers, Mets, and Tigers are all at one point one nine. The Rockies are down at one point four seven. Royals at one point four nine, and the Nationals at one and a half. But yeah, also third in ERA. Uh, the Brewers right now for, as a pitching yeah. staff, like as a team. I'm sorry, fourth uh, in ERA. Uh, that might have no, because it's. Uh, I league think that that's just, yeah, league, league wide. Because it's Dodgers, yeah. Astros, Yankees, Brewers, and then yeah. Rays, Padres, Twins. Which good for the Twins. I like seeing them actually have pitching. They were just smashing home mm-hmm. runs the last year, and that's wasn't really good enough. Yeah, they were the Bomba Squad last year, but yeah, no, they're uh, they're on top of the Central on the American League side. Yeah. Well, and the mean, Brewers, the Brewers lead all of baseball in home runs right now. So while they are nineteenth in in uh, batting average, they are a top ten team in in uh, OPS. Like, right? That's crazy. Just to think about like they are uh, where they they're eighth in OPS. They point seven two three because their slugging percentage is crazy high. Because they just hit a lot of home runs, they're they're sixth in slugging, but nineteenth in batting average. They're batting uh, two thirty four as a team, but they, I mean, they can drive the ball. They've been hitting it really well. Yeah, They've they, been yeah. getting hits from a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> Caratini has now hit two home runs in the last week. Caratini, yes. Tyrone Taylor's hit. Is he at three now? I think he just hit one today. Something like that too. No, I've been kind of out of the loop with all the vacation time here recently, <laughs> but yeah, all I hear is that Tyrone Taylor is just bombing them. So yeah. he's been hitting well. Uh, Jace Peterson every now and then will get something. He's got five home runs on the year. Roddy Telez continues to to drive the ball well to wherever he wants to drive it. Um, Yelich started making you feel something and then just immediately kind of stopped hitting actual you know pitches. I mean, he he just hit a triple in this game. Well, meaningful pitches. Yeah, I mean, it's... yeah, I mean, like actual hits. Like driving the ball, but not getting hits, and not getting hits is a big thing. Like he's still batting two thirty five. I mean, I, I don't know another three hitter in baseball batting two thirty five. Right. So I mean, like somebody was talking about, like, if you moved him down in the order right now, do you think that that increases pressure or decreases pressure on him? Would that help or hurt the situation if you put him down to six or seven? I. <laughs> I that one always gets me. Like, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Like it, it, it's 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 kind of the Joe. It's it's, it's the Joe Mauer conundrum. You know, the Twins did this a couple of years ago with Joe Mauer, when Joe Mauer was the hottest thing in baseball. He was the best catcher ever, winning batting titles. Titles just the new face of Twins baseball. They signed him to a giant deal, and then he just kind of went, eh. <laughs> and not nearly as bad as Yelich did, but just like, eh. like there's no power. And they moved him to first base, and now he's a. The thing was, when he was a catcher, he wasn't a big power hitter. He was just hitting for a high average. And then they moved him to first, and it was like, eh. And you kind of get that with Yelich. It's like, eh, like, what are we doing here? Like, especially now there's all the salary tied up in him. It's like, it's like that meme with the thing with the stick. Like, 
come on, do something like <laughs> do it, do anything, you know? And, you know, <laughs> I've got, got other people like uh, uh, that I talked to. It's like, well, maybe he was stealing signs too, you know, cause that was during well, that time period. You know, it's like, I, what else would describe this level of just falling off from being an MVP? Well, you know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, like, it happened to Bellinger too, though. I mean, so, I mean, this stuff happens kind of frequently. But it's like the third year now for Yelich. Bellinger never came back. Well, that's true. But I, I mean, mean, he's, I mean, like, what, so what do you do? Do, do you move him to seven? Do you move him to eight? See, this you is know, where I always the, wonder with this. Like, baseball is a weird game. Or do you just move to Triple A so he's not even with the the major league team? You know, say, like, um, not. Um, no, I don't know about that. But you know, but, like, I mean, Yogi Berra I mean, said, uh, to, if you move to number eight, seven, eight in the lineup on the big league team, it's really in the spotlight. You know, you just move to Triple A and say that he's on a, a rehab assignment or something like that for whatever. BS issue you can come up with, like at least in the spotlights off of him. If he's batting eighth as the highest paid player in team history, you know, I mean, that's not real good. Yeah, I don't know. He's going to get slandered for that. There's the, you know, slandered where he is either. Either way, I guess I don't know. There's the like the mental aspect of baseball because it's a lot of the game because it's in between pitches you're just thinking about the next pitch you're thinking about what you did what just happened there what did i do wrong what am i going to do next time and and what pitch is he going to throw and they're like well that pitch didn't go what do i throw next is it yogi berra 50 percent of this game is 90 percent mental right which, which you meant pitching is half the game and pitching is mental oh by the way happy memorial day with yogi berra so <laughs> but anyhow um well, he served. Yeah, he That's did why serve. I said, yes, yep, yep. He was one of the he's ones that went, sir, you said Yogi Berra, and I was like, oh, Yogi Berra. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's just where if you move him down, does it affect him saying, like, man, I can't do anything? Or do you leave him where he is and, you know, like like he's Demetri Trice and say, well, shooter's going to shoot. You got to shoot your way out of this and say, hey, just keep getting your at-bats and hit your way out of this. At some point, one of those two things might work. Maybe neither of them works. You know, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> Everybody's convinced that the thing that didn't happen is the thing that should have happened. And it just yeah. might not be that, that either of these works, but I don't know. It's something that needs to be talked about at least a little bit is what do you do with your three hole hitters batting, you know, 235 and you need to get, I mean, they're still scoring runs without him. I, I remember fighting with you and you and friend of the show, Pete, last year about that one with <laughs> Bryn, Bryn Forbes when he was on the Bucks. Like, shooter's got to shoot. You got to let him shoot till he gets out of it. You know, you just shooter's got to shoot. And then Bryn Forbes just just absolutely costing Bucks games, even in the playoffs. And I'm like, still want him to keep shooting? No, no, he needs to sit on the bench for a while. Like, <laughs> you know, like or never play again because he's – not that good you yeah know, but shooters gotta shoot all right yeah okay great Whatever. it works better so, for some people than others because if steph curry's having a bad day you tell him to keep shooting if it's bryn forbes you say right exactly you know maybe you want to play in cleveland steph, <laughs> steph curry's steph curry's you know hof like uh i mean and christian yelich yeah he won an mvp but outside of two seasons it's it's kind of a i mean it's 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 a really narrow sample size like Otherwise, basically everything outside of those two seasons, he really hasn't, you know. So what do you do? Now you have this high played, high paid average player, Jeff Jenkins, if you will, you know, who is supposed to be your big bopper and he ain't the big bopper. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, he needs to stop trying like to hit they're winning. Runs. They're winning in spite of him. Like, the, if you look, if you look at the top fifty batting averages in Major League Baseball, the Brewers don't have a single person in there, no, and I mean, it's been that way for a couple of years now. Like, at some point, it's like, yeah, you can win with home runs and you know timely hitting. Look what happened in the first round of the playoffs last year. I mean, they barely got it was it was the Rowdy Tellez show, and that was it. Rowdy Tellez knocking out a couple home runs, but you know what? They were they were a solo shot and a, a double and a two run shot because there's nobody on base. There's nobody to drive in, and when people are on base, people can't hit because the entire team is batting below two forty. And it's like, how do you how do you win? Like, how do you expect to win? Long term with that, like I'm, I'm, I'm on the the. Uh, uh, let's let's get off all major league here. Let's just go to national league, okay? National league batting average, okay? Machado, he, he's on fire right now. Goldschmidt, the both hitting over 350. You scroll all the way down, and the first brewer you see in here is Hunter Renfro, at number 28, batting 269. That is your, who's also injured. That is your leading. Brewers hitter as far as batting average, which batting average is overrated. It's all about home runs and, you know, you know, knocking them in now. And then oh, after yeah, Hunter yeah. Renfro, the next one for batting average is below 50. And number 50 right now in the, in the national league is batting 245. Yeah. Celia Suzuki from the, the Celia. Is that, oh, that's Suzuki. Yeah. Suzuki from the Cubs. Yeah. That's number 50 in the top 50. The Brewers have, let me make sure. Let me do my check check it right here yeah the brewers have one person in the top 50 for batting average in the national league yeah but i mean you're saying the cubs have one and we don't but the cubs are terrible and the right. brewers are on top of the division because no, we like, have one we have hunter renfro he's at 38 hunter renfro. i was saying at number 50 is number 50 is suzuki and he's hitting 245 that means the rest of the brewers starting lineup is hitting less than 245 yeah and i guess and, and renfro's out so, I mean, what are we doing? Like, how how is it that we went yet another offseason with getting a dude who can't hit close to 290? Because I mean, I that's, guess that's not what that's, baseball that's what, is that's anymore. What we want, that's what we want out of – that's what we want out of – That's not what baseball is anymore, though. That's the problem. Watch. Like, I'm trying to go it, back and look at, at the guys who've won MVPs recently. So, like, yeah, Mike Trout, yeah. Cabrera won two in a row, then Mike Trout. And you're like, hey, Josh Donaldson, he been doing a lot. Oh, no, he didn't do anything again after that. Bryce Harper won an MVP. And then he left, and they won a World Series after he left, and he has been just kind of a guy. Jose Altuve, Giancarlo Stanton, and then he went to the Yankees, and he's been but kind I mean, of disappeared. I mean, Mookie there, Betts. There's, there's, I mean, Cody there's Bellinger? some level. Of, there's some some level of it though. That like, Josh Hamilton. I mean, yeah, you're saying it's a different game, but you know what? You got to have people that are hitting over 240. Like, doesn't seem people, like it. If, does there's, it? if there's people, if there's people on base, like, I mean, no, it's working, John. Right now, yeah, it's working now. Mm-hmm. And we we told ourselves that this would work last year too, and then it didn't. The um. It, it didn't down the stretch, and it didn't in the playoffs. When the pitching started to falter, and it didn't even falter. They were losing games two to nothing. But you can't just, I mean, Burns has got, Burns is leading the league in strikeouts, but he's not even, he doesn't have any wins because every game goes into the ninth inning and it's completely reliant on three dudes, you know, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. I mean, at what, 
it's a it's construction and i understand it's what the brewers have to do to compete but it's like at some point you got to hit for some sort of average like you, i don't know i don't either anymore i'm looking at the teams with the best ops you know the mm-hmm. on base plus slugging that's dodgers leading a division mets leading division angels um where are the angels at i'm trying to remember where they're in second but they've got a winning record uh, Red Sox, who are, I guess they're an anomaly because they're not winning, but that's a tough division, I guess. Uh, Giants, who are second to the Dodgers in the division and killing it. Uh, Rockies, who are terrible. They're a weird outlier. Uh, Yankees, who are top of the division. And Brewers, that's their top eight. And then Twins, top of the division. Mm-hmm. And Cardinals, um, who are doing pretty well, at least generally speaking, and hanging with the Brewers and have a winning record. But then you go to batting average, and you're like, who's got the best? Yeah, the Mets. Then the Rockies, who were that weird outlier before. Red Sox. Nationals, who are one of the worst teams in baseball. You know, Dodgers, Cardinals, Angels, Twins, Giants, Guardians. The Guardians. So I was like, well, those don't really mean much there anymore. There's a lot of teams that can hit for an average. There's two outlier teams. Otherwise, the rest of them are on the top of their divisions or close to the top. So, Well, the Nationals are terrible. Like, the Rockies are are terrible. Yeah. Those teams are yeah. really bad. And they're seventy seventy percent of those teams that you said have good batting average. Two but. of the top four are two of the four worst teams in baseball. The Rockies and Nationals are right there towards the bottom right. of, of all living things. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. Okay, I sure. Whatever. There's no direct way of making correlation. Yeah, I'd like to see the Brewers hitting better. Yeah, yeah, there's still direct correlation. All I saw is what I saw in the playoffs last year, and that was nobody getting on base. And there's that. Yeah. Yeah. And you lost and, the And Dodgers. the thing is, too, and it's, but besides, we talked about this at the end of last year, too. The regular season is regular season. You, once you get to the playoffs, you go up against teams that can pitch. And and teams that can pitch are going to shut down the, the long ball and playing like that, you know, it's, and you have to scrap your way to the end. And that's what the Brewers did like four years back. They scrapped their way to the end and almost made it past the Dodgers. But it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can say, you can say that during the regular season that I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I'm just going with the eye test. You can go with stats all you want. I'm going with the eye test. And, you know, if we want to ride this this dynamic pitching that we have and hope to God it holds up and we just score two, our teams just score two runs every game, that's great and all. But, I mean, they they swooned during mid-last season, too, and then towards the end of the year, they dried up again. Well, they started off slowly last year, and then kind of built through the midseason and then slowed off at the end of the year. So I don't know, maybe you start off fast. They started off faster this year because they actually had the fastest, the best 40 game record in, in mm-hmm. team history. Uh, so that's one thing, I guess. Baseball such a long thing that there's going to be several weird stretches throughout the year. There's going to be a time where nobody can hit. Um, mm-hmm. The Brewers, I mean, also I'm trying to see who has the most total runs scored too. Um, I was looking at some individual batting and it was the Yankees have two players in the top 50 for batting average, it looks like. Um, but for hitting, let's just go with total RBI. Um, Brewers are fifth in total runs batted in right now. Mm-hmm. But, oh, you're not going to want to see this here. Uh, mm-hmm. They are, oh, no, I thought it would be way worse than this because that was a big crooked number. But fifth in strikeouts. Yeah. No. <laughs> 
that's no, the, I, I mean that's the thing now, but it's they're yeah, playing I, they're I, playing I that game like this, but they're yeah. also seventh in walks, which is something interesting, um, and sixth in stolen bases. So I mean, like they're trying to do some manufacturing. They're trying to find some ways. I mean, they're finding a way on the base with walks. They're trying mm-hmm. to extend it into the second base with these stolen bases. Um, yeah, they are not hitting for the average though. They should be scoring way more runs than what they're doing. Well, it, but they are swinging. For, the problem you, you is you say, you say you're it. saying that they're they're leading the league in home runs too, which yeah. I can see that. But like I'm I'm sitting down here. Okay, so Telez, who's number seven in the league in RBIs at 35, he's he's doing great. Like Rowdy is. I'm so glad they kept him because he's doing mm-hmm. exactly what a left-handed first baseman should do: hit 240 and bash a whole bunch of home runs Just and rack. RBIs. Just right. rake all day long. Just boom. But Hunter Renfro, he's got nine home runs and 19 RBIs. <laughs> he only has 10 RBIs. I mean, how many? I mean, yeah. And then same with Adamas. He's got nine and 24. Like they're, they're hitting home runs with nobody on base. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of solo <laughs> home runs. A lot of solo um, or just two run homers. Well, I mean, a two run homer is nice, but don't get me wrong. Renfro's got nine home runs and 19 RBIs. That's. That's almost that's almost a statistical statistical anomaly. Like, how do you even do that? Especially when you have seven doubles to go with those home runs. So he's got sixteen doubles and home runs put together, and only nineteen RBIs. How? Yeah. Well, we'll get Bo- because nobody's on base when he hits hits the damn ball. Bobachet has uh, thirteen doubles, seven home runs, and twenty four RBI. So he's got twenty hits that are. Home runs or doubles, he has no triples because he's Bo Bichette. Uh, yeah, exactly. 20, 24 RBI, probably all from those 20 hits. Runs as fast as his dad. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah. Because he plays, I mean, plays in Toronto. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, that's how hard it and And Renfro's, uh, how, how much does he, and he strikes out a lot. Holy smokes. <laughs> but I like, I just, but it's just like, you know, this dude smacked nine home runs and only has 19, R, nine home runs, seven doubles and 19 RBIs. That's almost hard to do. I'm looking at Aaron judge right now. It's got 18 home runs and 38 RBI. That's crazy. Yes. And only mm-hmm. nine doubles. He has twice as many home runs as doubles, but he is still also batting three Oh three. That is crazy. Think what the Yankees would be doing if there are people on base for him <laughs> because he's only got 20 RBI that are not himself. <laughs> like half his RBI are just driving himself in. I mean, that's crazy. But going back to Renfro, <laughs> he's got 22 runs, nine home runs. Yeah. I mean, half that's almost his, almost yeah. half of his runs are him knocking himself in. Yeah, just drive yourself in. It makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Where are we at with Rowdy? Rowdy, Rowdy's got ten home runs and twenty runs, so he is knocked in exact himself exactly half the time. <laughs> yeah, so is uh, Jordan Alvarez uh, for yeah. uh, Houston. Fourteen home runs, twenty-eight RBI. <laughs> but I mean, and think and think about the people we're talking about. We're talking about Telez, Renfro, and uh, Adamas that hit to the, the yeah. to the middle part of the lineup. Where is everybody at the top of the lineup that's supposed to be on base when they hit these home runs and doubles? Well, they had the one because I was listening on the radio because we were traveling yet back. I forget where we were. Or I think it was maybe just right back from my parents' place. And uh, we were listening to one of the the Brewers-Cubs games, and they said, yep, there's 13 hits in this game. Twelve of them are from the five-hole or further down. You know, five-hole through nine-hole. 
12 mm. of the 13 hits. Like, well, it's, you know, getting nothing from the top part of the order. The top four guys get, got one hit. And luckily, you know, obviously, 12 hits from a lot of those guys, they were they were knocking the cover off the ball, too, because they, they put up a bunch of runs that game. But, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the the number one run scorer in the National League for the Brewers is Willie Adamas at 39 with 23. Yeah. And then Colton Wong at 22. Okay, Colton Wong kind of hits at the top of the order. But he's also hitting he is, 224. He is the leadoff hitter, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's also hitting 224. Yeah. So, and then Hunter Renfro is next at 48 with 22. And then Jace Peterson and Rowdy with 20 each. Yeah. The biggest thing and so Jace, far is... Like... Jason hitting at the top, Rowdy and hitting at the top. I mean, we got to go ways here to probably find a brewer besides Wong. And, and we're being like the, you know, 1990s early 2000s kids that we are we're really focusing on like where's our batting average where are our runs scored but quite honestly this team is built to have just in big defense up the middle um we've got great second base great shortstop even backups right. at those positions i mean you can put urias anywhere on that field right. it's nice when you can play him at third and not you know and have adamas and, and wong out there and Teles has yeah. played pretty well out there at first as well. Like he had some because he's a true first players. baseman. Yeah, he's he, a true first baseman. He plays like a true first baseman. He's actually had some underrated plays out there with mm -hmm. glove and arm, uh, turning a couple plays that were just really impressive. He's a big lefty first baseman, yeah. and he plays the position right, like how it's supposed, to, like how a big lefty first baseman should play the position. Like he's good. He's exactly what this team needs at that position that we have we had a little bit with jesus aguilar and we haven't had in 20 years right so since prince was here so sorry that was 10, <laughs> 10 years not 20 years he wasn't years, quite as tall either but yeah no he wasn't as tall but and not as good with the glove either well prince was okay with the glove he could flash it no he was pretty off. good he just he couldn't reach quite as many plays as what but Rowdy's a Rowdy. big left-handed first baseman, and he's going to hit 240. He's going to get you 35 home runs, and he's going to get you 100 RBIs, and he's going to give you a 95% fielding percentage at first base, and he's going to make some plays. Like yeah. that's what you want. Yep, he's been fantastic. Yeah, that's one of the best signings. But yeah, the the team though is based on playing good, solid defense, getting good pitching, having good relief, which they've gotten. It got has yes. come in and done some nice work. Um. Oh shoot! I'm just forgetting the guy. The, the cooler guy? No yeah. way. No. And um, getting a couple other good ones recently. I'm forgetting the name. I forget. Yeah, I'm just feeling very upset that I'm forgetting. But the guy that just brought up from uh, AAA playing middle innings has been doing very well. Suter still looking good. Um, and yeah, getting Hater back. Um, glad everything seems to be okay. Um, but yeah, just nice having him back. Devin Williams is still hit or miss. Uh, just. He kind of well, gets his way out of stuff. Yeah. Pitch those, pitch, pitch those three games on San Diego when um, yep. Hater was Hater down, and yeah, yeah, that was he showed good. up for that for sure. He did. I mean, it was a he. He's definitely scared me a couple times, but I mean, Hater does it every now and then too. But yeah, he he got through all of those. He did that well. Hopefully, it's some confidence building for him because he's he he's somebody you need to have as the season goes on. You like to see him get a little bit better with all of that. But yeah, no, it's, well, it's I'm just, just looking at I'm looking up the stats right now too. And so Devin Williams has sixteen point one Ks per nine innings. <laughs> and 
that's more than everybody else on the staff. So he's he's striking him, he's striking them out, you know. Yeah. Milner's Milner's got a bunch of games out there too. Boxberger got Hater. I mean, Hater's Boxberger. only got 14 Ks per nine. So, you know, Devin Williams had a kind of shaky start to the season. His whip and his ERA up, but his just and his walks are way up. Like he's got 12 walks in 19 innings, you know. Yeah. So, but I mean, he's got 12 holds during that time and four saves in 21 appearances and no losses. So. I mean, the, the, I mean, Williams, Milner, Boxberg, got Hater, Suter for the most part. He got stuck in a really crappy place when um, uh, Peralta hurt his shoulder and kind of yeah. got shelled. But I mean, yeah, it's just a bad day. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're an unbelievable backside. They've done a really good job of building the backside of that you know bullpen. It's really good. It's it's a strikeout machine, you know. Yeah. So. All right, so the Brewers are finishing up at 7-7 with the Cubs right now. We'll probably have a final before we finish. Well, who knows? Maybe we won't have a final before we finish uh, this. Who cares? Yeah, but then um, they'll they'll finish up with the Cubs. That'll finish up their their road trip here where they've had a – it'll be an 11-game road trip, I believe. And then they'll get to come home for seven games. They'll get Padres and Phillies at home, and then they get to go out to Nationals Park or Nats Park and play there. Bigger one coming up here. Um, it's going to be about two weeks out. Well, two weeks from when you're hearing this, probably. We'll be seeing the Brewers in New York playing the Mets out in Queens. That's going to be a, a real gut test to see where this team really is uh, at that point. So see if there's, they find a way to hit something or if they can at least keep the Mets from it. Because the Mets really do. They hit for power and average. I mean, that team mm-hmm. has... That's high OPS. They have a high batting average as well. They have high they got, slugging. They they got they got Pete Alonso, and that dude can mash like nobody they, else. Yeah, they got people who can hit up and down that order, and they have pitching. So that's that's a good one. And then you get to cool off by you know you surround the Mets by playing against the Nationals on the road and the Reds on the road. Of course, the last that's time good. we went to go play the Reds on the road, that didn't go well for us. But yeah, uh, then Cardinals and Blue Jays. So that'll. Well, it's an interesting little stretch here. So we'll see how the Brewers keep doing on this. We've we've managed to go Brewers, quite Brewers a long did, time. Brewers, Brewers did good in St. Louis over the weekend. I was very they happy really did. With, with, with that series. So continuing to get splits with the team that's chasing you is kind of okay. You'd like to gain ground and and increase that gap. But if you can increase that gap by beating the Cubs and doing it that way, that's one thing. And then just say, you know, as long as you're going to play, we're just going to keep making sure you can't catch us by playing us. Um, and that well, should be something. Well, in the grand scheme of things, to splitting with your division rival on the road ain't bad. As no, long as yeah. you don't lose, as long as you don't lose the series. I mean, so it's it's you know, I'll, I'll take that, especially with the Cardinals. God, the yeah. Cardinals. Albert Pujols comes back to St. Louis, and it's like, "Hi, I'm back. Took some time off. I'm back to being me again." Shut up, All right. All right. <laughs> jerk. All right, well, let's finish everything up with a little segment we lovingly call our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the Last Call. All right, I guess the one thing we should mention, um, it's been talked about, it's been everywhere on Twitter. Uh, Gus Yeldon, Gus the Bus, is uh, staying in Wisconsin. He'll be going to play for the Badgers. Um, That'll be interesting. He's a 6'8 kid, and he has... He is big, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I loved when they had something on there. He put out, which has to be a completely fake uh, 
Sports Illustrated cover saying he's committed to Wisconsin because Sports Illustrated doesn't cover people going to Wisconsin. They just don't. Um, no. He's six. Well, it's six well the, last, four last time, home. the last time the Badgers made uh, the cover of Sports Illustrated was before the year that they started off, what, ranked fourth overall? And they had a oh. lineman on the cover, and that season fell apart. Yeah, fast. well, this yeah. is basketball. Uh, they did have the oh, one oh, where they yeah, had yeah, sorry, um, sorry. Alonzo Tucker and uh, Brian Butch. That was one of the regional covers. They had four covers. Right. One of them was was that one. Um, Brian Butch is really big on radio, but me and you talked about this on the air one time. He's, He's big everywhere a he massive goes. Massive disappointment as a, he only averaged twelve points a game as a Badger. So like, whatever. Yeah, he was an all right center. Not yeah. Yeah, but uh, Gus the bus. They've he. I loved when he tweeted this thing out, and then he's got this whole big thing saying like he's coming home, help, hoping to get Wisconsin their first national championship, and everyone immediately goes, "Badgers already won a national championship in basketball," which they did. Right. Uh, it's just been not in his lifetime or my lifetime, but, or your uh, lifetime. That's or... the what i just said yeah wait that's what you said sorry <laughs> i meant or my lifetime too yeah. sorry and it, it, yeah. yours or mine which is which is like two two weeks later than yours so <laughs> right you know yeah you got so. you got me by 14 days there bud nailed it <laughs> victory uh but yeah that's one of the bigger things in terms of wisconsin sports and recruiting most of the other sports are kind of done i kind of wish wisconsin had a lacrosse team because uh, was, was it the uh, Big Ten lacrosse is actually incredible. Because mm-hmm. you got Penn State looks good. Um, Rutgers is a decent team. Uh, Maryland is fantastic. Maryland was looking for an undece- undefeated national championship. Um, also, in terms of uh, of lacrosse, Johns Hopkins is a Big Ten school. <laughs> And they are what? yes. When did that no, happen? In what? In what? In lacrosse? In lacrosse only. That's the only in lacrosse only. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's the only like D one sport they have. Everything else is lower. They have a D three wrestling program, I believe. Um, but yeah, no, they have a D one lacrosse team because it's Johns Hopkins, and uh, they are very good apparently, yeah. uh, but not as good as Maryland this year. But I would love to watch yeah. that. It'd be fantastic. Uh, you had something on sports oh, books okay. you wanted to bring they, up too. I think you said okay. They're twenty six thousand kids. Okay, I was yeah. like, I thought John Johns Hopkins was a little bit smaller than that. Like, I, yeah, I only think about it in terms of med school, which whatever. But right, Be, I was thinking like highly prestigious, like kind of picky choosy. But they've got, but I mean, eleven percent acceptance rate, ninety three percent graduation rate. So I mean, it's Johns Hopkins. They're is, really good. Yeah, they're anyways, good. I was just thinking that they'd be like you know that ten thousand kid school but anyways yeah. they're a little bit bigger than i thought yeah all right you had something you wanted to bring up on sports books sports books yeah um so <laughs> so i was at home this weekend and i snuck out on um saturday night when we were up there um yeah. after holly and the kids went to bed she doesn't know this yet because she was asleep but anyway <laughs> so i went up there to play some blackjack and, and the whatnot and so the whole reason the biggest reason why i went up there uh was for the sports book because the St. Croix Casino up in Turtle Lake has a sports book. And this is yep. right as the Celtics were winning. And so they're locking down the NBA finals, right? And so there's got to be a line, right? Yeah. I mean, there's almost And it changes line, right? during the game. Yeah. Yeah. And so so I went on um, a Bet River that, you know, we, we, anyways, that we have for apps. And so there's all these things to bet on. I go to the sports book. There's 
literally like I was walking in, they think there'd be big boards and stuff like that and you go up and place a bet. No, it's just like 20 kiosks. And when you click into said games, there's nothing like there was hardly anything. There was about five things like futures and stuff like that. Like you can bet like futures on the Super Bowl and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's not enticing to me. Like there was I couldn't even bet on the baseball games the next day. It was it was really, really like I was expecting like this experience. And now, no, it was just literally 20 kiosks and a bunch of people drinking beer and watching (sighs) sports on TV. And I was like, well, this was about dumb as anything I can imagine in my life. There was nothing there. Like, I was like, even if they just let it, you know, say (laughs) the apps were only run by the casinos that they already have sports books through and you had to go to the Oneida or the who runs it? I'm sorry. In the the Turtle Lake Casino. Uh, Turtle Lake is the uh, 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 Potawatomi uh, or who is it? uh, uh, No, that's um, St. Croix Band. St. Croix. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so if you had St. Croix and Oneida and they were just they could run it on an app, then that oh, would be this, fine. You could this do is it. like, like the worst app ever. Like, but it's it not was an app because you can't you can only do it on site. Right. It, That's the worst part about it. It's like an app on your phone, except it's on a kiosk and this app sucks. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I've been to sports books. I've been I've bet puppies and ponies in Australia in live time where you can bet as the race is happening. And it's exciting and it's great. Me and Tom Bonick and Josh Littman got yeah. lit in Lake Gambier doing just amazing bets on horse racing on things we didn't know about. But what the heck, right? Not right. Not at all. It was, yeah. there was no real time stuff. Oh, and geez. I asked him, like, how can I put a bet on the finals? He's like, oh, those lines probably won't be drawn until at least two days from now. And I'm like, no, there's there's lines right now in Vegas. Oh, well, we can't do Vegas lines. We have to do lines that are set by, you know, the casino here. And the people that set the lines aren't here. <sighs> I'm like, well, this is garbage. Like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, and it's not intuitive. It wasn't fun. Like, I finally just gave up and went and played blackjack. It was stupid. Like, I'm yeah. like, well, at least, at least in blackjack, I can play in real time. And it was like, and then the other thing, too, is like, you know, like what we were talking about, like over-unders and stuff like that. Like, it wasn't done real well like especially for like maybe someone who's a high-end sports gambler like knowing what was on the screen in front of me nothing was explained like not like hey if you give us a hundred we'll give you 80 if they win you know or you know like talking you know like you're talking about nadal like uh, you know plus 180 you know (laughs) you bet 100 and he wins he'll win 180 plus 100 that you bet and you get it back yeah not like that at all like it was uh, it wasn't, it didn't make any sense. And it was super pixelated too on top of it. So it was like, I, I couldn't even tell if it was a six or an eight sometimes. Like, and I was like, what hot garbage is this? Like, I, I don't understand. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go back down towards the border and I'll just use my bet river app and go across the border for five minutes and set up. Yeah. It was dumb. It was dumb. Like it looked nice in there. It looked like a Buffalo wild wings with kiosks is what it looked like. And I was like, okay, great. There's lots of screens and you know, see, we can go together. We'll go down. Football, we'll just but... drive down to some place just across the border and find a Buffalo wild wings right. and then just sit there right, exactly. right. because bet right. rivers, Buffalo, Buffalo rivers. wild wings down in McChesney park, Illinois, you know, right. Yeah. Cause the bet so rivers it's... app will let you, you know, like buy out your own bet partway through the game. Like you've got a lead, but you don't think it's going to last. They'll buy it out for you. You make a small amount 
Uh, like set a parlay. You win the first four, and the right. like. They're like, hey, we'll just give you money to to right. quit now. And sometimes you're like, maybe I will. Maybe I'll let it ride. You I mean, know, if like, I was it's, total, it's so if much I was more a fun total to sit there. Degenerate like you, I'd just go down <laughs> to the parking ride right across the Illinois border. If I was as close Lloyd. to the border as you are, I I, I might do that on weekends. <laughs> well, and the thing is, the thing is now is that the, they're going to set up the hard. There's going to be Hard Rock Rockford, Ooh. Hard Rock Hard Rock Casino just across the border, maybe thirty miles south of my house. Well, we're going to have to do this now. Now I'm going to have to come visit you more, just, yeah, just so I can uh, make money. So. so so it's uh it's on the same so down here in Janesville you can catch the um uh the buses that'll pick you up and take you to the airport down in Chicago right and they stop <laughs> uh, in Madison here uh, the Van Gilder bus lines it's, it's super nice it's like it they're super clean buses and stuff like that but so their last stop before the airport is in Rockford and it's on I don't know what exit that is I think it's technically McChesney Park but right across the street from there there's a big empty space and they're turning that into a big uh, hard rock. Uh, right. no hotel and that's why all the lawmakers in wisconsin are like uh we gotta get going on the sports gambling thing chop chop because we're oh, gonna just lose that. all this money you know all that money we're making from minnesota off sunday beer sales that's gonna start funneling down to illinois now so and car sales because cars are cheaper in wisconsin <sighs> yeah that too so anyways so that's that that was my that was my take you, on the uh, sports book in turtle lake wisconsin here's, here's uh, the secret of, I, uh, of everything guys is if you drive into another state the things you see near the border are the things that they expect people from your side are coming there to buy there are gas yeah. stations near the border from minnesota on their side and car dealerships on our side also check out the billboards yeah. if the signs you see when you cross into a state say that there's a strip club ahead it isn't because they like strip clubs. It's because the people in your state do. <laughs> John, 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 there's nothing on the, the Minnesota side of the border. There's, there's everything on the Wisconsin side, the Iowa side, the North Dakota side, the South Dakota side, the Canadian side. And uh, do they share a little bit with Nebraska? Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, there's no, just they, like, I mean, no. fireworks, gas, everything. Everyone drives to the border because Minnesota doesn't allow any of it. Well, the Minnesota, so, when you cross over, all it is is the says, thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for coming here. We're going to take all your taxes. Thank you much. The, the gas stations, because they, they tax gas uh, more cheaply in Minnesota. That's um, My wife yeah, actually yeah. worked out the math um, for exactly how much gas you need to buy to drive from campus over to um, the other side of the border. Oh, I forget the name of what was right across from uh, La Crescent. La Crescent over there. Yeah, La Crescent. Um, yeah, yeah. How much gas would you need to buy to make sure that you were actually making money? On the transaction rather than you know because the amount of gas you'd have to spend to get there and this is oh. this is what my wife does for fun <laughs> yeah because she's, she's great genius, but yeah yeah she's yeah. brilliant it makes well it those hillbilly those hillbillies like my parents up here in turtle up in turtle lake you know they drive all the way over to taylor's falls which is 24 miles away plus down the big hill in st croix falls to get there so you got to crawl back out there because the gas is six cents cheaper a gallon yeah and you just drove 24 miles so you save six cents a gallon on 15 gallons. That's 60. That's, that's, that's 90 cents. And you had to burn four gallons of gas, get back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hillbilly math. That works out well. That's, that's so, not good math. Anyhow, thank you again for joining us this week, everybody. Uh, remember to follow the show at Scotty Johnny pod on Twitter. You can follow me at not so humble host and Aaron at Chatter Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always 
on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.